from the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air, where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we are turning our artist spotlight on local filmmakers Natasha Rivera and Seamus Boyle. Natasha is a New York City native and director-producer who got her start in the industry as an assistant director, working on shows such as the Emmy Award-winning series The Marvelous Miss Maisel, I Feel Pretty, Ryan Murphy's The Politician for Netflix, and indie darlings such as Random Acts of Flyness on HBO, Other People, and Patty Cakes. In addition, she has been nominated for three DGA Directing Team Awards. Seamus has a background in acting with credits off-Broadway in productions such as the Obie Award-winning A Very Merry Unauthorized Children's Search of Scientology Pageant, say that five times real fast, <laughs> and also appearing on television on series such as USA's Royal Pains, Lifetime Movie, I Killed My BFF, The Preacher's Daughter, and most recently on the epic series The Godfather of Harlem. Oh, yeah. He also proudly serves as an active fighter fighter in the FDNY. Together, as husband and wife, they co-founded Boiling River Productions, a New York City-based independent production company with the mission to create character-driven stories that are socially conscious, exciting, and captivate audiences with a heartwarming magic. Their first short film, Pedicab, was the audience favorite at the Peekskill Film Festival, and their second film, Archive and the Storyteller, was selected as a grant recipient of the Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund Award from Inwood Artworks. We're going to talk about that, their work, and so much more. But first, Natasha and Seamus, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. Hi, it's great to be here. Thank Thank you you. for having us. It's really great to see you both in person. Yes, Uh, Yes, it's been a while. It's been a while, (laughs) and um, we've attempted to schedule a number of times, uh, (laughs) but the pandemic had other plans. And uh, we were discussing just previous before coming on, the last time we actually saw you was our last live event when we had the kickoff party for the fifth annual Inwood Film Festival back yeah. in February. Which in was so great. Mm-hmm. Which was so great. Thank you. Thanks yeah. And so little did we all know. We had no clue <laughs> yeah. that would be the last time we could all be together um, as the festival was canceled just days before because yep. of... Sorry about that. My goodness. Yeah, but guess what? We'll be back. Yes, we, absolutely. We will be back. We have gone nowhere. That whole festival is turnkey right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but, and, and you'll be part of it, too, at some point. Can't we, wait. So, um, so it's, been, it's been a challenge for everyone to be together in many different ways. Um, and one of your challenges I just will bring up because it's been something as part of your journey is that the fact that both of you are survivors of the virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, so just checking in, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing much, much better than when I, uh, originally had it, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, my symptoms were, I was basically laid out on the couch for about two weeks and I had like really bad, like lower back pain and, uh, chills and sweats. It was fevers. pretty hardcore, uh, fevers and, uh, the whole nines. And that was, it was, and it was more of like, it was that first wave and it was that fear of like, what is this thing? And like, how bad is this going to be? And like the media was all over the place with like, doesn't matter if you're very old or sick or young. And I was reading articles of young people getting it and, you know, passing away. So it was really the fear of that. That was, I think, the worst part. But uh, 
there's been some longer term I think effects with me. Absolutely. I, I, for yeah. me, it's been like memory stuff. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought it was in my head where I was like, oh, I'm just being a baby about it or whatever like that. But there's some things that uh, are a little bit harder for me to remember than others. And I think my memory is getting better over time. But uh, the more I've been researching, like brain fog is actually like a thing. Um, so that's been curious. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm I'm just glad to, you know, obviously be here and I was nowhere near as bad as, as yeah. everybody else. So many but, uh, yeah. people in the country. Yeah, same. He he got it. I got it a couple days later. Um, luckily, we have a place and we just hunkered in and we had just bought mm -hmm. enough food randomly. So we were right. fine for like two or three weeks. Um, and then same thing, fevers, chills body aches and then uh i had to unfortunately go to the hospital because yeah. i couldn't breathe and it was really affecting my lungs um mm. and your oxygen levels my were, oxygen were levels were 80, really low so i was uh there for a day and a half but then i kind of turned it around and um now sometimes i'll get winded if i go on like a jog or something uh but other than that i feel good well you both look great oh, uh, thank you uh, <laughs> thank you and uh if it helps, as Fernando said of Fernando's hideaway, it is better to look marvelous than feel marvelous. I'll uh, take it. <laughs> if, if you're fooling us all, but I, I, in all sincerity, though, I wish you nothing but the best of health, and it's great oh. to have you here. Thanks. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great to be here. It's be been here. a long road to get you here, so I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, yeah thank oh, you. Thank you very much. Sure. Um, so, Seamus, I have to ask you right off the bat, too, yep. is how do the fellas at the FDNY Firehouse feel about having uh, a hip hot film artist in the ranks <laughs> how do i answer how do you balance this <laughs> how do i answer this without them seeing this in the future and they're not getting my balls broken <laughs> which, which uh, is actually leading to that that could be the answer yeah, actually. Exactly. yeah this is a tightrope uh they i think in all sincerity they love it um i'm i think in the firehouse i'm a one of a kind there aren't many uh at least uh openly out actors in the firehouse but it's, uh, it's good you came out of the closet yes me. exactly and i'm uh very much excited to go into the firehouse take on whatever the guys want to throw at me but ultimately it's all good fun and i know uh, at the end of the day they support my endeavors good man yeah good man uh, it, it, i have nothing but the utmost admiration for you and also i, I have sympathy <sighs> pains for back when i was a young man somewhat younger than yourself I was doing football and doing theater in oh. oh, high yeah. school and college. Yeah. And same thing. I was getting the same thing. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just had, I, I had to ask because I actually kind of know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. And anything, I, I give them a lot of credit for helping me build thicker skin. And it all helps in terms of going out for auditions. And, you know, as the auditions before this, obviously, were getting a little bit bigger and bigger. Uh, you got to have tough skin and, and no, hearing no is a big part of the game. And so there's nothing like a firehouse full of guys uh, willing to uh, break your balls to build some tough skin. It also helps you, I think, as well as it helped me, I think. And it, it helps you learning about teamwork, uh, oh, yeah. discipline, oh, uh, yeah. time, oh, the, time oh, management. Yeah. Um, the benefits of the fire department for me have been an absolute blessing. Because not only do I have this amazing creative side where I get to work on my dreams and stories and goals with my wife and but then I also get to go in the firehouse and work with tools like saws and ladders like I'm a kid from the Bronx like I never touched a power tool in my life uh, my dad tried to show me tools but I didn't 
want anything to do with it. So it, it was a cool balance, and it's uh, an interesting culture, one that I'm still learning, but I've learned a lot from it, and I'm very blessed to be a part of the FDNY. Awesome. Yeah. And Natasha, you've been fairly busy as well, staying employed too, right? Uh, well, yeah, out of work for a little bit just because the film industry mm-hmm. was down in the city. Yeah. Uh, but now it's revving back up, which is really exciting. And it's nice to be using those muscles again because you don't use them for a couple months and you're like, oh my God, do I still know how to do my job? And then you get there and you're like, all right, I feel good. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm an assistant director. I do a lot of uh, logistics and scheduling and support for large TV shows and, and films in New York City. And you've had to, obviously, both your work, but particularly in being film and television, the only, really is the only outlet right now for the arts in many yeah. ways. Um, you've had to have COVID-19 compliance officers oh gosh, and a whole yeah. new rig and roll to be, in order to be able to do what you both do, but particularly making it safe for practicing um, your craft. Absolutely. And testing every day and different zones, depending on what your job entails. Um, So it it is a whole new, it's not only a whole new department, but it's a whole new layer to filmmaking, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of refreshing. So you both have these separate careers. Seamus, you have like three, apparently, as being an actor, FDNY, and everything else. Um, uh, So you have these creative careers on and behind the camera um, in film and television. What made you want to focus on creating your own content and writing your stories and telling Mm -hmm. your stories? Yeah. Uh, A big one for me was, like I said before, a lot of the industry is about hearing no. At least I've been acting and auditioning since I was a kid, probably professionally 11 or 12 years old. And every once in a while you get a yes. Um, And then I eventually got to the point and I kept hearing from my manager, like, Seamus, make your own work, make your own work, make your own work. And I finally was like, yeah, I'm going to make my own work. I'm going to make my own stories. And it's whether I do something creative isn't beholden to someone else sitting behind a table in a room somewhere. Um, and I can make my own stuff and still share stories and be creative and, and put good things out into the world. And it's been a blessing, uh, to be able to do that. That was the real big motivator. Same. I, I, I love what I do and my real dream is to be a director and, it's hard when you're first starting out, especially as a woman and a woman of color, to get these directing jobs. So it was kind of like, well, I'm going to direct my own stuff. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was born from that, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're, it's working and finding it because oh, you're, you're with, with your production company. Um, you're currently walking, working on your second film from your company, yep. uh, Archive yeah. and the Storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which is uh, something that has been in gestation for a while. Obviously, oh. COVID, has, yes, has, COVID has changed everyone's game. But mm-hmm. um, can you tell, let's go back, because it's important, as you said, the advice you received and moving forward. Is it, Can you tell a bit of the listeners, like, yes, you want to create your own work, but mm-hmm. putting it in practice is something entirely different than oh, saying, you know what, oh, you're right, I should create my own work. And yes. then you have the blank screen, the blank page, mm-hmm. the just direction to go into. Mm-hmm. So first, I mean, starting off with using the short form rather than long form, rather than documentary, rather mm-hmm. than uh, TV or web series. Like, 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about where the idea for that particular project came from and how mm -hmm. the screenplay evolved into creating that idea into that form? Okay. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it came down to, I wanted to be in something that we would make. The first one, Pedicab, I wasn't in because I'd never done a director's hat before. And I was like, let me take that on by itself. But then the second project, Archiving the Storyteller, I was like, you know what? I'd really like to be in this. And Natasha was down to take the, the like head directing, directing role. Yeah, which is exciting. Um, and what we landed on was writing a nice, hopefully nice love story that takes place in the near future before the end of the world. Um, and really pushing ourselves to write and to work on the story in the script because script and story are key and making plans. Yeah. If you make a tight plan, that can make projects happen. That's an art form in itself. You have, you have to make a plan from everything top down from uh, it, casting is like one of the last things it's yeah. really, it's, I mean, there's a million things. Everything, everything. Tight script, make a great plan, and then you, you, you give it your best shot. And yeah. and the script evolved in the sense that, you know, we had these these themes that we wanted to talk yeah, about, oh, and then yeah. uh, we put it on paper, and we're like, oh. and then we cut it up, put it back together, a little Frankenstein here. and like. But oh. eventually, what we came back to was the initial story that we came up with in the first place. So yeah. that kind of just reinformed that we were on the right track the yeah. whole time. And just it was more just like pulling back all the things that sound really cool and dope, but just don't serve the actual story. Um, so hopefully what we've ended up with <laughs> uh, is a more solid version of this initial idea of two people falling in love. And it just happens to be at a really crappy timing. Well, that sounds just like the year we're here now, Absolutely. to be honest with you. Um, and you two seem very much in love, oh, so it's not you. about you, obviously. But um, but it's, uh, hey, write what you know, right? Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm just curious, like, so it's really great that you, yes, unfortunately you had to go a long way, but actually very fortunate that it affirmed what you wanted to write yeah. to begin with. Mm -hmm. yeah. So congratulations on, for settling on that. And um, curious if you can speak um, past the initial gestation parts of it all to actually the production period of it of oh, creating this because you yeah. did create most of this during COVID, yeah, right? Yeah. During the production period. So for better or for worse, um, can you talk about what that was like and maybe some of the compromises you had to make and oh, perhaps yeah. some happy accidents you found by actually making yourselves go through it? Well, oh, yeah. a big one was uh, an element of living in the future is the uh, ozone layer is is something that affects humans now and we had this whole really cool costume piece uh that was like a shield and it it covered your face and you got warnings from the outside when the air quality wasn't right and then covid hit and everyone's wearing masks so we're like okay scratch that because this is not going to be the covid movie that's going to be like really weird i swear to you <laughs> i wrote this this script like two years ago and i was like oh man we're gonna have face masks the future ozone layers collapsing this is gonna be great but if you stuck with it think of uh, all the free central casting you wouldn't have right, to write right? all the free b-roll you could have got oh yes just go to times square yeah. and exactly. there's no one there oh. yeah and then oh. i was like no we got to scratch that it's going to be the covid movie yes. no uh but to actually be in production during it it was 
scary, obviously. And it was, it really just affirmed that like make a tight, like air seal plan because we weren't, I wasn't going to risk having people come to help us on this project if there was going to be a stupid amount of risk for no reason to make a short. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. We kept having to, you know, push because we were tracking the spikes and then, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, after we got sick, we're like, okay, now we have to push a little bit more and, you know, people leave because they just are too scared to work on it, which we totally understood. But we were really smart about, I think, about making sure that we had a full testing plan in place. And I kind of just took all the skills that I have from bigger jobs and applied it to the smaller project and kept my standards really high. And luckily we assembled a really great group of people that rose with us and no one got sick and everyone wore masks and washed their hands and oximeter checks and temperature checks and social distancing. And it was, it was challenging for sure, but I think uh, we got together the most perfect group of people to do it. Well, um, I'd be remiss. I'm so happy you did. And because uh, I'd be remiss if not talking about that, because you, I think last time we talked about you did achieve picture lock, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah and so, we did. I mean, I just, I, I can hear the listeners clapping from afar <laughs> uh, because you should be proud of that. It's oh, like in, in assembling the team that can be able to, I mean, you're creating something and just shows, again, the resilience of the human spirit, oh, yeah. uh, what we're trying to pre- and preach out here. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, we're the, it's, the, the movie you wanted to make. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's thrilling for me to hear it because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I, be, I mean, if I didn't ask you, I'd, after hearing Picture Lock, I said, I, I'm so happy you're near the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still sure there's things still to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, so what if, effect, if any, did the grant from the Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund have on oh, making gosh. the film? Oh, uh, I'd say... It was the absolute fire that ignited us yes. to make the second film. To not sit on a script to not for sit another year. Or just be like, oh, that classic, like, when we have this, uh-huh. or when we have that. Yep. Or when it was that grant that gave us that initial, like, it, it put all the pieces into motion. And uh, I can't thank the organization and, and you and the whole, the whole, grant enough yeah. it just ignited that like let's go yeah Good. um yeah and, and it, and it yeah. helped us with our camera package oh. and catering yeah so, um, wait there was catering <laughs> well how come i didn't get invited <laughs> chipotle oh yes nonetheless all right well maybe i can you didn't miss anything maybe just <laughs> maybe that's fine yeah. but and and also it was it was so nice too to get people together like a really great tight-knit crew together that wanted to work on something positive yeah. and creative in this world while there's so much awful, bad, awful. awful stuff going on. And that was another huge benefit of just uh, making art and being creative with, with young, you know, energetic people. It was great. Cause to be honest, you know, a part of you is like, God, am I being selfish? Like I want to mm-hmm. make a freaking short film in the middle of a pandemic. And, mm-hmm. and we wrestled with that and we had really frank conversations with everyone that was on and we're like look if you don't feel comfortable please don't don't feel obligated like uh but it was nice to hear people say no i need i need this i need a creative outlet because 
it, it's been a trying year for a lot of people. And I think mental health has suffered in a lot of people where normally they wouldn't worry about that necessarily. So I think it, I think that was a really good, um, piece, a takeaway for me as a producer to look at people and be like, they're not sad to be here. They're happy to be here. Well, yeah. as mm-hmm. I'll just say, speaking for you and without works, cause I can, um, <laughs> you know, I'm thrilled that to hear that it did. Yes. It helped fund the film, but and that's all great, but it's the encouragement to get people out there mm-hmm. a shot in the arm for you guys. And also, uh, hopefully, you know, it is a trickle down. And I think people need to hear that in supporting the arts in general, oh, yes. including those who would like to give to Inwood Artworks to keep funding grants. Yes, please. Hint, hint, world, please. do that. Yes. Because we can. It's like, it's like we can put money in people's pockets who will make films, who will then give jobs to other people, mm-hmm. who yep. will then create um the trickle down into the co- economy. They'll spend money at Chipotle in yes. the neighborhood and all oh, the yeah. local restaurants in Riverdale. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. And so it's, it, it does help the economy. Uh, so just, I think that needs needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just thrilled and I, I can't, I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for the whole process and uh, I'm ecstatic to see the final when that day actually yeah. comes. Oh, thank you. Um, but uh Oh, and if I'd love to add too that, like winning the grant gave this extra pressure on myself, and not in a ba- not in a bad way. <laughs> okay, not in a bad way. You've been waiting to talk about this, haven't you? In, in a in a in, yes, but in like a really cool learning lesson in terms of like you can one, it is possible to receive money from yeah. other places outside of your own bank account. And I was like, yeah. And then um, almost immediately, I was like, oh, my God, this is someone else's money. (laughs) But it pushed me to make the absolute best product that I could with the best people around me possible. Mm -hmm. And it's that extra, like, this isn't just my money. And it wasn't about the money. It's like other people's trust and other people's, like, here you go. And it was our responsibility yeah. to take that and create absolutely the best thing that we could with that. And that was a huge learning lesson for me as well. It was more than just the money. It was that kind of like, we're giving you, this is a notice of trust. Yeah. And then it, it was a whole new level that I hadn't experienced before with my own project. And it was just like, Oh no, a whole nother level. This isn't just my money. I, people have trusted me with that. So that that was a that was a big one, that was a big one for me. Absolutely, because even you know, like when you're acting, you're told no to your face, right? When you're a producer or a writer, you spent a year writing a script, and you're like so excited to send it to these big festivals, and then they give you a generic no, and it and it hurts, and then you you keep reaching out, reaching out, reaching out, and then finally someone says yes, and it and it's small, but it you don't understand the impact that it really has on the creative spirit to hear someone say, I believe in what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I will say this too. Well, thanks for one. And number two is that I still want people to understand too is like this is how careers are made. Like yeah. you have to keep working. Mm-hmm. You have to keep making work and I firmly believe in this filmmaker fund, A, because I created it, B, is that, and Seamus, it warms my heart somewhat to hear you say what you said, because 
it is a trust, sure, because we believe in you. We believe in your projects, like hopefully most grantors are to grantees, mm -hmm. um, because that's what it's all about. But um, the hope is that it's not just an investment in that project; it's an investment in your future, yes. and that you'll mm -hmm. go on and you know you'll make you'll make this movie. You'll learn other things. Yep. And succeed and fail and and or as I say fail up in mm -hmm. many ways and also mm -hmm. succeed in other ways uh, and take that hopefully and move it on to your next experience and that is it's about perpetuating that process because it is about a process Absolutely. and it's, an, it's an, yes it's an investment in people but I think also it's the investment in careers uh, particularly um, at this time. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So we're going to hope keep moving that forward. So I'm going to segue into career advice, if you mm -hmm. wouldn't mind, because you're both youngish folk, I'll say, <laughs> yes. at least younger than me, um, which is pretty much everybody these days. Uh, as, so, 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 so our, our TD, our TD Ken is looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, uh, so, as young and emerging filmmakers who have faced considerable challenges, uh, what advice can you give to filmmakers out there who are trying to find ways to create and distribute their first projects? Mm. Yep. That's tough. Um, you have something? No, no, no. Uh, I, I, you hear it all the time. Um, and, and when you hear it, you're like, yeah, 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 whatever, shut up. But it is to just do it. If you have a project that you believe in, you just do it and you find the means and you figure it out. Um, you borrow money from your family, like whatever you need to do to to support your dream. I um, I get really fulfilled from working on on even just short films because it gives me this. Um, I guess it reaffirms the belief that I have way down inside myself that. I can be this vision of myself that I want to be. Um, and it's really hard as a, as a small filmmaker to get a project off the ground, to get people to get involved, even if you're paying them. So um, I would say to read as much as you can, read as many scripts as you can possibly get your hands on. And there's a lot of uh, websites where you can download free scripts from. Um, read as many technical books. It may sound silly, but read as many technical books as possible. And Seamus is really good about that. Um, ordering like cinematography textbooks. Um, and also using uh, uh, a few, like finding internet web sources, like uh, No Film School mm. is a great free way to just learn about all types of things. And really just like work on your script. Try to think about simple. Simple is better, even though I don't follow my own advice. <laughs> and just uh, yeah, working with what you have and a, a group of people that you trust. And, and go out there and just know it's okay to not make Martin Scorsese's Steven Spielberg films in your first Straight try out the gate, yeah. as much as you may want to it's all right yeah. <laughs> and that's the process and it's it's great though and it's it's fulfilling oh natasha and seamus will be watching <laughs> oh and we're great. looking forward to seeing you for many many years to come oh, and, please, uh, yeah. but first we'll start with seeing archive and yes yes yes, yes 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 we'll all look that for that so Absolutely. um it's been a pleasure speaking with you both uh oh, you before too. we say goodbye uh where can people go to find out more about um your past and current work and perhaps what's coming up 
well, there's always our IMDBs for right. like the personal like <laughs> acting and then the production side stuff. And then there's Boiling River Productions. Dot com. It is a very, very bare bones website, but <laughs> it learning. is a We're work in it. progress <laughs> and just a, a, a way to start uh, to to have people find us on online. And then the same thing for Instagram. And Instagram. River yeah. Productions. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, you can find those links on our Inwood Artworks on-air webpage. Once again, thanks again to Natasha Rivera and Seamus Boyle for joining me on this Artist Spotlight episode of Inwood Artworks on-air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast and Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Thanks as well to 809 Restaurant and Lounge here in Inwood for hosting us, and also to Heightsides.com. Janine McAdam, we love you for your local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep us up with all that we do, including the film festival, uh, which will be returning, we hope, in 2021. Uh, our filmworks off fresco, our pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. You can support On Air and all our programming by making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash, backslash donate. Let me do it one more time inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate and feel free to earmark it towards the Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund. Inwood Artworks On Air is made possible with funding from the NYC and Company Foundation with support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer and the Niska Electronic Media and Film Grant Program in partnership with Wave Farm Media Arts Assistance Fund and the support of Governor Andrew Cuomo and the New York State Legislature. Thank you again for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.